hello, trophy hunters, and welcome back to Trophy Talk, the bi-weekly trophy hunting podcast here on SoundCloud.com, as well as iTunes now. Pretty exciting stuff. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Colin Colhoven, joined by Eli Downing and Daryl Fuimano. Boys, how are you doing today? Doing all right. A little tired, but happy to be here with you guys. Hell yeah. Eli, what about you, sir? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm ready for some podcast action. Ready to talk some games. It's been very busy for all of us at work, so this is a much-needed break away from the madness, I think. Happy to be here, and thank you guys for joining me, as always. This is episode 16, meaning we have been doing this for 32 weeks. Pretty incredible when you think about it like that. So we're moving closer and closer to the one-year mark which is uh, kind of blowing my mind. We're still a ways away, but we'll have to do something special when we reach one of those milestone episodes. But yeah, how is uh, how is life? We said work's busy, but what, what else has been going on before we get into the nitty-gritty? Nothing much. Um, getting pretty close to settling in in our new place. Hell yeah. Congratulations. My wife and I finally... Uh, yeah, we finally picked the house. We put the down payment in and basically at this point we just got to wait for the house to be complete because it's uh still being built up so just gotta wait until december so i got enough things on my plate right now to kind of keep my mind off of that until december rolls around sure so got pretty exciting new- moment got that new new huh mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> and you said you're not really room. go ahead i already got my room picked out for where i'm gonna have all my you know, podcast equipment and stuff like that. So oh, that pretty excited. First, that's the first most important thing. Yeah, that's pretty oh, yeah. dope. <laughs> Definitely having like an office. I mean, I kind of have that situation now, but it doubles as like the cat litter box room and the guest room with a blow up mattress if we have people stay. So whenever Stephanie and I move next, I would very much so like to have a dedicated like office room. Looking forward yeah, to it. I'm in the living room under my TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, your setup is pretty intense, though. You know, like it it, it works. mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. As long as it works. Exactly. I haven't thought about if I want to invest in those, like, uh, those, like, soundproof padding things that you can get and, like, put on your walls. You know, you've probably seen them in the streams and stuff before. But you can buy these, like, foam things that you attach to the wall to, like, make it better for sound and capturing and stuff like that. Seems a little much because, quite frankly, our setup is pretty basic and I think the quality is actually pretty high for what it is so i don't really know like that's like a whole nother level but maybe at some point we'll get to that that would be official mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what about you eli how is life outside it's of working good. games uh yeah i'm just getting uh rekindled with some sporting love i used to have my son started soccer uh last weekend the first weekend got canceled mm. and uh but yeah we've been We've been kicking the old soccer ball around. The old pigskin around. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I'm pretty sure that's football. It I'm is like, football. Ah, I probably, yeah. I don't know. It's probably still an inflatable pig stomach. But yeah, so it's been fun kicking those kicking those organs around, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel you. Now, what <laughs> is your inner... son's preference in terms of position in soccer? He's pretty young still, but like, how does it work? Like... Is he a defender? Does he play like striker, midfield, or is it just kind of like the kids run around and uh, get some energy yeah. out? He's in the, the position where the guy kicks the ball. 
yep the most there <laughs> you go there's hasn't they're not they had it's he's only he's about to be five so mm-hmm. he's coming up yep and uh so it's not even like a league or games yet they've just been doing drills it's honestly kind of weak i'm pretty upset with they start late all these parents bring like two other kids that aren't signed up that are way too young to be there and it's just like oh my it's kind of it's whatever me and zayden have fun yeah um, so, to get outside but, do a sport you know yeah yes i feel it did it you is. did you play soccer back in I, like high school middle school stuff? soccer in when i was pretty young i forget mm-hmm. like, like intermediate we had an intermediate school i think it's like fourth through sixth grade i think that's when i was playing maybe even a little before that but i was pretty good back then mm-hmm. and then i played uh a lot of basketball that was my big thing michael jordan space jam yeah bulls and uh yeah played a lot of that too and was actually pretty good at that as well but i gave up on that too track i did it all but yeah uh yeah i started skateboarding and it took over <laughs> that's really and funny i did i did try lacrosse in high school as well but that was it was like the off season for football so all the football players played it mm-hmm. and the football coach that was the coach was the was the football coach and uh, he was also the drafting teacher, and I was in drafting. And I played my 10th and 11th grade year. And uh, 12th grade year, I was like, that's too much running. I can't handle all that running. Sure. I skated, and I started smoking cigarettes. So uh-huh. I, like, I, can't, I can't do this. Yep. And uh, yeah, he ended up giving me a D in drafting that year. I didn't play. What a piece <laughs> of shit, you know? It's also probably because we were playing Halo, but yep. kind of both. There you go. <laughs> Halo, the OG the og game that distracted kids in high school i like especially halo 3 that was like prime time for you and i in high school if i remember correctly so uh, i get it i had a pretty similar trajectory actually where in middle school i played like every sport like i had to have one thing that i did per season or whatever so i would do like track and then basketball and then like baseball you know it was something like all year round essentially and then when i got to high school I started skating the summer between eighth grade and freshman year, and I was just like, fuck that. Team sports are lame. I'm out. Like, Mm -hmm. I really couldn't get behind the idea of every single day from three to five or whatever it was after school and then games on the weekend. And it was it was just like, really? Like, this is such a commitment for this thing that I don't even really like that much. And if you missed, like, one practice, it was like, oh, you're benched. Like, you can't play in the game this weekend. It's like, yeah, fuck this. Like, I'm going to do it mm-hmm. when I want. That's why I like skating so much is that it's such a like, individual thing. You know, you can just go grind out, practice tricks, flack around even for, like, three hours. <laughs> and then, like, you know, go home or whatever. So, yeah, I feel you on that one. Um, yeah, the, t- the team <laughs> aspect was another big thing that got me out of them, mm-hmm. you know, with the football coach. Being the lacrosse coach, he just played all his favorites from football, and his kid was on the team and just like literally played the whole. The kid looked like he was dying out there, but his dad, you know, was oh that sucks. That yeah. Oh, my dad was my soccer coach in uh, like fifth and sixth grade, I think, and it was like the opposite approach for him, where he wouldn't show me any favoritism. And as a kid, I was like, "What the hell? Like you're my dad? Like he's like this is fucked up." Looking back on it, like I think he handled it pretty well because that's a hard position to be in as a parent, I'm sure. And uh, I think he handled it pretty well. But at the time, I was a bit upset with him. So, oh, and that coach, he used to play for the Miami Dolphins. What? Yeah. What? A bit rad. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, yeah, he was a legit 
What position? Uh, de- defense something. He's a big guy. Uh, Maybe defensive yeah. end or something. Defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't matter now because we're all nerds and we all play video games. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I sports. We play video games. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I play esports, dude. I'm like e-sports. all as, I'm as far away from the world. I don't even want to play games that are sports. You know, I don't want to play like MLB the Show <laughs> or Madden or FIFA or any of that shit, really. You know, I like I have fleeting moments of interest and then I go, "You know what? No. There's a reason I didn't buy this for the last like 10 years or whatever." So, except soccer as long as it's in a car with rockets on it yeah see that's that kind of shit is the level i will allow because it's kind of arcadey in a way you know rocket Mm -hmm. league speaking of that you know we are going to be i think hopping onto that tonight for our first game night session for that game i'm sure one of many more to come for this particular title and uh i'm excited because that trophy list sounds like it's pretty doable uh Mm -hmm. even solo you can just go into custom games and kind of shoot it up and stuff so it should be good compared to fall guys which was just such a difficult game to grind out <laughs> um yeah so th- i think that's about it as far as life updates go i guess i didn't really update you guys so stephanie's out of town um she's on the east coast and so i've been bacheloring it up for the last week or so i got about another week left uh but, Collins. yeah it has not really been very exciting it's like <laughs> i get home from work and i cook dinner and then i play games for like an hour and I read a book and I go to bed. <laughs> so that's like about it. So really uh, taking full advantage of that empty house, you know, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. You know, like I, it's, it's always strange when you've lived with someone for that long, when they're not around the house feel definitely feels empty. So I'm glad I have a uh, little Rosie, my cat uh, to keep me some company. I'm doing that thing where you, you get kind of crazy after you're in the house for a while by yourself, you start having like conversations with your pets. I don't know if you guys have done that before. Um, you're like talking to your pet. No, I don't. You never done that. Okay. Well, don't worry about it. (laughs) Whatever. It's fine. I'm totally sane. It's fine. Let's just talk about some games. Shall we? So, (laughs) (laughs) um, as, uh, as tradition dictates here, we try to start off the show with a question that will get the juices flowing. Start us thinking about trophies and trophy hunting. So the question for today that I want to know from you guys is, do you think that there is a genre of game that is the most fun to trophy hunt in or lends itself best to trophy hunting. And the opposite side of that is, do you think there's a genre that is the worst for trophy hunting? What do you think? I can start with the one genre that's kind of not tailored to trophy hunting. Yeah, let's hear it. I would say that's horror games. Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah, a lot of the horror games that I've played and soon to play are not really trophy hunting tailored. I, like, for example, uh, what's the one game I just platinum? Outlast 2. Mm-hmm. That that platinum was, like, super rare. And then, like, some of the trophies, I think, is going to give a lot of people a hard time, like, beating the game without reloading your camera. And then, you know, it had a permadeath in there as well. So those two right away not easy to to accomplish sure and resident evil the two uh resident evil two and three those are a little easier but they still have like speed runs involved and you know it wasn't too bad but i just feel like trophy hunting in the horror genre is not that great Mm -hmm. some of them tend to be a little bit more challenging yeah 
Yeah, I th- I would agree. I think it's certainly a hard genre. The lists are very rarely uh, easily completed, and they also are games that are very story focused and story driven. So you kind of have to, or the the game developers, I guess, have to expand and sort of find interesting ways to make you do certain things in the game, uh, whether that's you know kill two zombies with one shotgun shell or like you know do the speedrun aspect or get the certain rank um, when they might be more suited towards the telltale style of like just trophies for different points in the story and then a trophy for beating the game. And then maybe you throw a couple in for uh, beating it on the higher difficulties or something like that. But it's an interesting pick for sure. Do you, ha- do you have a genre that you think works best then in comparison? Hmm. Any other genre, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first, first person shooters are pretty good. Uh, they tend to be good sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only reason I say that is some of them can be grindy. Like, jeez, um, my mind's going blank on some games. Like, Call of Duty's a good one mm-hmm. outside of the veteran trophy, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but yeah, I think first person shooters are good. I think a lot of the ones that Eli has played are pretty, pretty good, like the platform style games. Yeah. And yeah, you kind of yeah. kind of shocked me there. I wasn't expecting. I was expecting the the easy answer of uh, RPGs. Yeah. Just because they're so long and big and grindy, and um, I wasn't expecting a, a like a genre that's kind of like not based on how the like the game is set up itself. You know, yeah, more like what it's about, yeah. Um, because like RPGs as like a base foundation for an RPG is like role playing somebody's life basically. So it's gonna be like a long grindy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's my easy answer: is RPGs are not super great to uh, trophy hunting typically. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the opposition to that, I would say it's, I don't know. It's kind of like, it's kind of weird, but like open world games. <laughs> yeah. There, there's definitely Depending, a difference though. You know, cause uh, I think you definitely have to watch your length in that uh, genre of game because if it's like uh open world RPG, then you're kind of like, you're on the grindy side of that. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's a lot of open world games like the like the infamous games, for example. Those kind of like little, those little shorter games with not a big sprawling world to explore. Yeah, uh, you know, because they're um they're easier to like keep track of. Because basically, usually those lists, like the list, the trophy list, is in the game world, and it's just all the sparkly shit on your map that you have to complete. Yep. And so it's a lot easier to keep track of and you just go through pretty much and check it's a checkbox game. Yep. And uh that I think is uh I wouldn't say the easiest. Like Rattalaki games are just the easiest, period. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but I think it's the most the least stressful or most comfortable hunt. Yeah. Well said. Um I would agree. My I think the best genre to trophy hunt in is probably open world games because of what you said. Like it's just going to come naturally through hundred percenting the in game 
map for the most part. Uh, it's pretty rare that you see those type of games with missable trophies because the, the gameplay style doesn't really lend itself to that. So my mind jumps to like Assassin's Creed Origins, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Spider-Man even. Like these games where if you just did every question mark on the map, you're going to get the platinum trophy, you know, mm-hmm. pretty much hands down. There's not really much else to it other than the story related things that you're going to get automatically on the way. And conversely, JRPGs are a good distinction to make something like Final Fantasy, the traditional game, because for whatever reason, JRPGs and just more traditional RPGs decide to throw in missable trophies in a game that is like 100 hours to complete sometimes. Now, I don't it's not 100 for everybody, but like if you're really trying to immerse yourself and take your time and it's your first time through the game, it's going to take quite a quite a bit of time to complete those. And so. The idea of like, oh, something's missable here. I need to do this again. Is like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what are you, what are you thinking? You know, like, I think it should be really examined because I I, I haven't found a RPG that I think has a good list uh, really yet. Um, Even the ones that I've like seen arguments for, which are some of the Final Fantasy games require you to do some saves coming or make multiple saves along the way and choose very specific dialogue options to make something happen which is just counterintuitive to the way that an rpg should be played which is as you said role playing the character like what choice do i want to make as this character what choice would the character make in this dialogue tree and having to choose a specific thing because it might lock you out of a trophy 20 hours down the road seems pretty ridiculous to me um i know people really like persona though so maybe that's something to examine but that game is so fucking long too um i think quinn in our discord has played that so you know shout outs shout outs to you because that's pretty impressive uh maybe invisible has played that as well i can't remember at this point but either way i would say open world games are the easiest and the most fun to trophy hunt in just find one that you like is the the contingency there because if you don't enjoy the world it's still a long grind like it might not be difficult but it's still going to take you 50 to 60 hours to get you know and then on the opposite side of the spectrum i think that the least sort of fun games to trophy hunt in i actually was going to say shooters um i think shooters are such a gut feel sort of genre like you you pick up a call of duty or a doom or something and you find like this is the gun that i really like this is the way that I like to play the game, or you know, this is the equipment I like to use. And typically speaking, the game's going to ask you in the trophies to not do that. It's going to ask you to get a kill with every single gun in the game, to get a kill with every single attachment, or to do weird sort of things like get five kills with one grenade that just like don't really happen through your normal course of play. And that combined with the difficulty ones that are always there and the games are never balanced around higher difficulties in shooters. There's only so much you can do with that. And it's typically just like you take more damage and maybe you deal less damage even, you know, so it's like, that's not very creative in my mind. And uh, I, I typically find some of those to be a bit frustrating, even though I have quite a few platinums in shooter games, just cause I like the genre a lot. I still don't think that they're fun lists necessarily. So Interesting that we have some sort of different opinions mm-hmm. there. I think it kind of speaks to our personal tastes. <laughs> yeah. Very I forgot to add. Opinions. <clears throat> Sports games are also bad, too, for oh, trophy hunting. For sure. They can go suck it. Yeah, I was going to call out multiplayer ones. 
but that's not like it's like a genre but there are i mean it's kind of coming uh more into play these days with all the battle royale like that's the only experience you get out of the game you know yeah well and i think for sports games like a big aspect of them nowadays is the online component right and the league Mm -hmm. and the ranked play um and one i hadn't even considered but which i don't think i've seen a good list for either is fighting games i think those second tekken oh yeah tekken is pretty good tekken's pretty good but other than that yeah you're right (laughs) yeah like a jump force was the deal of the week this week or last week on psn and uh it looked interesting but i I don't know like that and like street fighter 5 that was a a deal recently and stuff too or free with psm i was like there's no way in hell i'm gonna go for these you know (laughs) mortal kombat no way right injustice um yeah go ahead usually really hard and it kind of yeah there's there's a certain type of person though that are really good at them. Sure. Yeah. That's not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My cousin plays Tekken like no other. Like he was in like Evo. I don't know if you guys know what? about that. Was like, he a really competition? Yeah. Dude, that's rad. I love back. watching Evo. Evo is so fun. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I went there for his first gig uh there. I don't think he's gone back since. But the first time I was there, people get pretty into it and He's playing the Tekken 7, I think it is. Mm-hmm. He has almost every trophy, and the one that he's missing is probably, like, one of the easiest ones to get. Like, he's already gotten the harder ones out the way. <laughs> so, like, complete the tutorial? I don't need no yeah, tutorial. Like that. <laughs> yeah, play or, like, do the story mode, you know? Like, he just jumps into ranked play right away. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Huh. Yeah, they're fun to watch, though, I think, because it's, you know, it's it's right there. You can see what's happening. It's not, like, some grand scheme that you're kind of, you know... Yeah. watching over it's just like bam there's that that guy's fighting that guy yeah and, that, and that's what you're watching on the screen like that's kind of cool to watch yep and it's even more impressive when you have played the games and you know how difficult like they make it look so easy to do these huge combos and to like just completely just they're so fluid in the way they play and then when i pick up a fighting game i'm like okay punch random kick i'm dead you mm-hmm. know like it's it's it feels like i'm playing like i'm moving in mud or something when I play a fighting I couldn't game. Even, I couldn't even get through the tutorial in, uh, what I get? MK10. Oh, yeah. I couldn't get through the tutorial. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to do a brutality. And I was like, oh, this is this is so much fun. Yeah, I, I just... I'm like 25% oh. on that list, though. But, yeah, I struggled to get through the tutorial. Yeah, it's... Those games are I tough, man, for sure. For sure. And I agree. They're really good from a competitive standpoint because, like you said... Or from a viewership standpoint because it's so easy to see what's going on. It's the same thing for shooters. Like... I don't think that esports, like, I don't think shooting genres are the best esports anymore. They started with that in terms of, like, Counter-Strike and Halo. I don't think COD is a very, like, good shooter esport, but it's really easy to watch and tell what's going on. You know, like, mm-hmm. this person's super good. Like, <laughs> they just, they killed three people. Very easy to tell. Whereas, like, I, something like League, which I think is by far the most interesting competitive esport for the last 10 years is incredibly hard to know what's going on if you don't have like hundreds of hours in the game yourself so it's like a, a fine balance to strike basically but sp- yeah i used to yeah. bug the crap out of you asking questions about it because i didn't understand a single it's hard to get you want if you're into it it's probably really entertaining to watch but i had no idea what the f was going on so i was mm-hmm. just like it's it's like it's like watching with football with somebody right that doesn't doesn't get football it's like oh what's that what what just happened right 
I must have explained like whole game. yeah, I must have explained first downs to my mom like seventeen times, and she doesn't understand. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. um, but speaking of league though, uh, Riot is releasing what's called uh, Wild Rift, which is their console version of League next year, mm. and it's basically the same game but with like some slightly different uh, controls and stuff like that to make it work on consoles. So. Uh, if you've been holding out on playing it on PC because it's a bit intimidating, I totally understand. But it is going to be coming to consoles. So it's going to have trophies, achievements, and I'm all for it. I'm ready to run some fucking house. Yeah. Yeah. What are they? What's their whole their rollout of all those games they talked about? Valorant was the one, right? Yeah. Valorant was their then... shooter on PC. Um, mm-hmm. They have a fighting game that's coming out, and they still have an open world like MMORPG that's coming out. I'm not sure okay. if either of those are going to come to console. I think the fighting game is actually console exclusive, which is pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, so we'll see. They haven't really talked a whole lot about it yet. And Worlds is going on right now for League, so that's like the entirety of what the company is focusing on. It's a month-long tournament with probably six hours of content a day to watch if you're into it. So it's pretty all-encompassing. Hmm. Yeah, some good your, stuff. Did your your invite got lost in the mail or what? Yeah, I'm too shit. I'm too shit, obviously, to to do that. But it's fun as fuck to watch for sure. It has more viewers than the Super Bowl every year, so it's pretty pretty big. Oh, yeah. I'm curious how they have everything set up with COVID, like you know, like with the NBA playing in the bubble, mm-hmm. which they call the you know the arena that we're all playing at. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing basically. They're all it's in China this year. And uh, all the teams, what? all the teams are, they flew there two weeks ago. Then every team member went through a two week quarantine in their own hotel room. And then now when they're playing, the refs and the like stage crew are all wearing masks and stuff like that. And then the two teams are probably like 20 feet apart, um, sitting next to their teammates at five computers on each side, like across the stage from each other. And there's no fans, like no live fans. So in China, huh? Yeah, in Who China. Who decided that China was the best location? They wrote they, 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 <laughs> they Wuhan specifically. Yeah, no, they they rotate every year. So this year is just the year that uh, it's China's turn. I think it's going to be North America no. next year or the following, and then it goes mm. to Europe, and then oh, you know, then it comes to us. That's convenient. Then it comes to us exactly. And actually, if you didn't know, I mean, really relevant to PlayStation and other gaming verticals, Tencent, which is the parent company behind. Riot Games, the guys who make League of Legends, even though they're based in LA, owns quite a few other companies or portions of companies in the gaming sphere that make PS4 games, and they're a Chinese-owned company. Yeah, pretty pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, more yeah. More than a few things. They're behind literally like everything at this point. Exactly. So pretty wild. Um, slow power creep going on there. Something to keep an eye on, for sure. And speaking of power creep, we had a fucking bonkers news story this week. <laughs> with the acquisition of Zenimax, which is the parent studio of Bethesda Game Studios and all of their subsequent teams, including uh, Tango Gameworks, Machine Games, id, and uh, a few others. Um, fucking wild. I don't know if I have any more to say on it than the people who are more qualified that have spoke on this topic exhaustively. But what was your initial reaction to that? It's a lot of money. Yeah, $7.5 yeah. billion dollars in cash. I guess so. my initial reaction was one, it was kind of a kind of a uh, it's a big move. It was a they were uh, pushing out their chest. I was mm-hmm. gonna say something I shouldn't have said. 
But so <laughs> I, I know what you're thinking. I almost said it. Swing, that was a big swing move, you know? Right. Swanging. Because it, it was right before the day of the um right before the day of the pre-order. So right. you know, I can just see people getting worked up and confused and not knowing what's going on. And, you know, people that are more into certain games and not uh console fan fanboys or girls mm-hmm. that they would just scoop up Xbox just because they're fans of that game and they're not sure, uh, but they do want a next gen console. So they pick it up and, but yeah, like you said on the last podcast about how Microsoft can just eat any cost, you know, they're just throwing that, throwing that cash around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Xbox team Xbox has Microsoft behind them, which is just, I mean, obviously it's an insane amount of capital. Um, there's no way that Sony could have done this. Like they, they literally do not have the money to, to do something like this and there's a lot of talk about like oh well what's sony gonna do like who are they gonna buy who are they gonna acquire i don't really know if they need to do anything and i also think it's pretty clear from the news stories in the language that these games like fallout and starfield and um you know the next doom and wolfenstein stuff like that they're going to come to playstation 5 and probably quite a few of them to playstation 4 because that is where the install base is Right, if they want their games to make as much money as possible, they're gonna put them on PlayStation consoles because that's where most gamers are, at least right now. And um, the real argument to me is gonna be, okay, do I want to pay ten or fifteen dollars a month, whatever it is, for Game Pass, and then day one the game comes out, just play it as part of my subscription fee, or I can be a PlayStation user and buy these games for seventy dollars and play them that mm-hmm. way, you know. So either way, Microsoft wins, I think. Mm -hmm. There's no real reason for them to make any of these games exclusive unless they're trying to sell hardware. And I don't think that that's as important for them as Game Pass subscriptions. So while it would be in some ways really like a big move if they said, hey, guess what? Elder Scrolls 6 is only on Xbox and PC. Like that's huge if they do that. But I don't think they're going to because selling the hardware is not important to them, in my opinion. So... No, especially at that scale of games, like you would just, it would just cause so much outrage that it would hurt them more than it would, it would gain. You know, people would probably stop buying them on purpose just for principle if right. they did something like that. Right. But they do own it now, so they could do whatever they want. But they have been very friendly in the past with the way they put out their games. You know, like the Minecraft, Minecraft dungeons. And, yep, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I think it's. Uh, pretty pretty big move but i don't think they're going to be exclusives but yeah they could they did say my understanding from the wording was that it's a case-by-case basis correct it is a case-by-case so case basis the it's you know the assumption is that they won't do that because yeah yeah probably not a good idea what, what do you but. think daryl what's your initial reaction to all this <laughs> i think when eli uh Brought it up when we were having lunch one day. He's like, hey, dude, you check out the news about Bethesda being acquired? I was like, bruh, I only got 30 minutes of lunch. You <laughs> bugging me with this crap. Yeah. <laughs> this goes to show how much I really cared, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a huge acquisition. There's a lot of games that Microsoft has under their profile now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. But, um, yeah, that's that's basically all. Yeah, well, I have the offer. I think that's totally I'm, fair. Like, <laughs> if you're not, uh, if you don't 
follow the games industry as like a business interest, right? Then like this announcement for the casual gamer probably meant next to nothing, right? They're they're not going to notice any difference at all. I think it was just a bit of a scare for PlayStation owners at first in like, are we going to get these games on PlayStation? And we already talked about that. I think you most certainly will. Maybe some of the smaller titles that come out, maybe the next Dishonored or something, which doesn't sell very well commercially, even though it's critically received well all the time. Maybe something like that will be an Xbox and PC exclusive. But there is no fucking way that Starfield or Elder Scrolls 6 or the next Doom are going to be not on PlayStation. There's just no way. How funny would that be? <laughs> Elder Scrolls 6 is Xbox exclusive. I mean, that's, that's, the, shit. that's the big dick move, right? I mean, that is the big dick move. If they do that, like, I can't begrudge them for doing that, but that's not the way that Xbox seems to operate. They're pretty no. big on, like, anyone can play, and they've even said this in their press statements, anyone can play these games where they want, with whoever they want. That's what they're focused on. Whereas, I bet you, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that if Sony acquired the IP for Doom, that the next Doom would be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Like, no doubt. Yeah. It does kind of get me a little salty about PlayStation. Sure. With their little exclusives. Because really, like, I don't know. I'm still not big on the next gen, but, like, that's, like, the only thing that's keeping me wanting PlayStation is, like, oh, I can play Demon Souls. Yep. It's like, really? You're going to make me fucking buy your system so I can play that stupid game? Yeah. Forget about it. I, I mean, I think in the trophy ecosystem, obviously, is something that we're invested in. But I feel like mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, if you weren't, if you were agnostic or you were like kind of on the fence, I think X Xbox is the smarter move for next month, yeah. next gen. Uh, yeah, I think PlayStation kind of hooked people in uh, with the PlayStation 4. And right. now are kind of, I feel like they're a little lazy or something. You know, they're, I feel like they're resting on their laurels, just cruising by with like, Oh, yeah, we did. We got on the PlayStation 4. So, and we got you in here. And now you're so invested with like digital stuff. And you bought 100 remasters of the games you already own. So you're staying with us. Mm -hmm. And it's like, ah, it kind of hurts. For sure. But yeah. I still enjoy it. So, you know. Yeah. And they continue to have really great exclusives. Um, I have yet to hear of an Xbox exclusive that is going to blow me away next gen. I just haven't. Right. Especially if everything they own is going to come to PlayStation as well, like then I don't really care that I'm going to play maybe on PlayStation. Elder Scrolls Six, dude. Yeah, maybe Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> but this brings us kind of kind of to the next point, which is the whole pre-order fiasco with PlayStation Five. So no one here got a pre-order, right? Is that correct? Correct. Heck no. No, I didn't try. To be clear, did you try, Daryl? No. Okay. okay. I didn't even bother. I knew it was going to be a a, a fiasco. The day it happened. Mm -hmm. I did. I knew I couldn't afford it, so I didn't do it. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I did try, and I want to be careful about how I describe Like, So the way that this happened was there was the, the PS5 showcase, right? And then they were like, pre-orders. I don't remember the day even now because time is a flat circle during COVID. But basically, it was like the pre-orders are going live on X day. And the retailers decided to just do it the day before without any sort of you know, there was no notification that I saw that was like, hey, get ready, folks. Put your fucking boots on because pre-orders are going live in two hours. So it was my girlfriend's birthday or her celebration of her birthday. And we went to my parents' house and we were having dinner. And this was like after work or whatever. I got home at like eight 
checked my phone and saw that like, oh, pre-orders are up. And by that point in that two to three hour window, everything was gone. You couldn't get them anywhere. And I understand that that's kind of like how this rolls. But part of me is like really, really frustrated that in order to even have a chance to get one of these next gen consoles within the year they come out, you have to be the type of person refreshing a fucking digital retail page on four different outlets like every minute when the announcement goes live. What happened to the idea of like the average consumer being able to get one of these pieces of, you know, machinery? It's just ridiculous. And to be clear, in full transparency, I did try to order an Xbox Series S as well. Even though we're mostly a trophy show, that's a little bit blasphemous, but I did try to get one because I think it's a great deal. And I logged on to that at a precisely 8.10 a.m. after pre-orders went live at 8 a.m. And I could not get one of those either. And I just think it that that level of commitment that they're asking from you is really unrealistic if you're someone who works and has a job and does normal things in life. So I'm a bit salty about it, to be fair. Yeah, I think part of that, too, is COVID. One, one the constraints on production, which I think are being... Uh, alleviated but also like seven years ago right i would walk down to game crazy with my buddies and just or whatever GameStop, whatever you choose but like and and then go and pre-order it there or whatever like now with all the digital stuff and you can't go to in-store things at all anyways right all right rip GameStop, but um yeah so that that's definitely everybody's doing it on the computer right now. Yeah, it's true. That's a really good point. I just, I mean, in simpler times, like I don't remember the Xbox 360 being an issue to get the month it came out, right? I don't remember, and I remember specifically doing this, going to fucking like Kmart or whatever it was and buying a GameCube right when it came out. Same thing for the original Xbox. My parents went with me. Obviously, I was a kid, had like no money. But you know what I mean? Like, it just wasn't a thing. I think part of it, it's just the hobby is so big now, which is a good thing. Like, so many people play games now, and so many people are really into the the business and the ecosystem. It's just hard. And you're going to be one of these people that gets kind of, you know, I was one of these people that really wanted to participate. I could afford it finally for the first time, time in my life to purchase a console the day it came out. And uh, I can't do it. So now it's like, well, I guess I'll play in fucking February or something and just have to avoid YouTube for three months because, you know, November 12th, people are going to have here's the Demon Souls 5 trophy guide or Demon Souls trophy guide for PS5. Here's a Miles Morales fucking trophy guide. PS. It's like, God damn it, dude. You know, well, take, like take my money. Take my money, Sony. I want to give you my money. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is some hope there for you, Colin. Yeah, because they did. So one, they did apologize to give them some credit they apologize that this could have been a smoother yep uh launch or pre-order uh system but they also mentioned uh making sure they're going to keep production like ramp it up and so there will be more available through to the end of the year Mm -hmm. so you can probably get your hands on it in the second third fourth fifth wave before the end of the year you probably won't have to wait till february to get one yeah, I hope not. I would like to get one around like end of December or something when typically where we work has a couple weeks where it's pretty quiet and you can take some time off. Um, that would be sweet. Uh, if it doesn't happen, though, I have literally like more games in my backlog than I know what to do with. So I'm not going to trip out. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe you can just get an Amazon Luna. Yeah. So the fuck is this? <laughs> what, is, what is that? You, you guys put it in Amazon? the show notes. I don't even know what this is. Amazon put out their basically a Stadia. Well, it's not even a, a Stadia. It's not a system mm-hmm. like Stadia was. It's it's like their own subscription streaming game thing, right? And I think I think I did see some kind of like system. They were, you know, they had like um one of their tablets, you know, because Amazon makes everything now. Right. They have one of their tablets on like a little stand that like holds it up to make it look like a not even a console, but like a um it's almost like a a thing you'd see in an old movie that like controls everything in your house like oh weird yeah okay anyways they you know it's a new streaming service through amazon it's like seven bucks a month i think that's Uh, pretty reasonable the interesting thing with that that they'll have a little over stadia um is like the twitch integration yep so uh that should be interesting to see how that goes but Hmm. thought i'd Thought I'd toss it in there. Some gaming things. I'm kind of interested in something like that just to just to try. I mean, it's Amazon. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the quality like, will be there. Just, mm-hmm. I could try it for a month for seven dollars and whatever. I can use my son's tablet to <laughs> play games. Yeah, I just I resist. I don't know how you feel, Daryl, but I like really resist this idea of like streaming as the future of games. I think it's not wrong. Like that that's certainly where we're headed, where it's like you might not get a, a PlayStation 6. You might not get another Xbox after this one. And everything is just going to be you pay for a subscription and you stream it to your fucking smart TV or your computer and you just play it that way. Right. Maybe that maybe that's it. But I, I don't want that at all. Um, and I'm probably in the minority as like younger and younger people start to get into the hobby and have money to spend on this that I I like the very traditional aspect of just like having the game and even just digital like downloads is something that took me a long time to get really on board with but and now I am like 98% of my gaming is through digital purchases but you know that's about the the extent to, to which I'm willing to go even with game pass or with ps now you know, I want to be able to download the game onto my console and play it. I don't want to stream it. I don't want that shit. If my upstairs neighbor is like watching too much Pornhub or something and my fucking internet gets crazy <laughs> and like this, you know, it just drops to super low quality levels and there's latency and lag. And it's like, I just, that sounds awful to me, but it, it is cool. They're throwing their hat in the ring. It seems like the new frontier, you know, I want to have to screw in my coax cable and select channel three or four to play games, but right there exactly exactly <laughs> what, what about you daryl are you at all interested in these streaming options for gaming it sounds like a good idea but i'm kind of like in the same boat with you i do like having to own the game and like just download it onto my system not have to stream it i was kind of reflecting on the purchases i've done this year and i only have two physical copies and i think i have a lot more digitally owned that i bought this year so i don't know i'm kind of like 50 50 sometimes but it just depends mm-hmm. like the only two physical games that i have is Resident evil 3 and ghost of tsushima and then like the other games i bought digitally were those gifts as well both of those oh yeah See? gifts because i don't buy games for myself anymore yeah <laughs> but, i mean i was gonna ask because i uh my birthday's coming up and 
my aunt and my you parents were like, game? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, my, my parents and my aunt were like, what do you want? And I gave them a few names of games. And, you know, sometimes I'll just say, like, get me a PSN gift card or something, right? This time I specifically called out games. So I might get physical copies, which um, the last physical copy of a game I got was Sekiro in April of last year. So pretty wild. And then before that, the last one was Black Ops 4 in November of 2018. So I've really like all in on the digital purchases, which like PlayStation, like Sony hasn't come out and been like, yeah, when you buy a PS5 and turn on your console and go to your library, your digital library is there. I want to hear that because they still have not mm-hmm. said that, you know, and that fucking scares the shit out of me yeah. <laughs> that, that it's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. I think it will, but they haven't said it explicitly. So, you know, but yeah, so I think, I, yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> Thanks to COVID. You know, it kind of ruined all that for me. I really, I used to enjoy, you know, like I said before, I like collecting for the 360. Actually, yeah. I said that. But anyways, I like collecting for the 360. And thanks to COVID, I can't just like go down to GameStop and peruse the shelf to find, you know, oh, this looks interesting. Like, or like, oh, I heard of this. Or like, oh, snap, this is a freaking, this is worth tons of money and it's cheap. Or yeah. like I used to go to Goodwill and the other thrift store in town. And like used to go to all these little places and just check it out, just pop in and see what's there. But like, I don't do that anymore because it's like, I guess I could, like, I think the Goodwill opened, but it's like, it's, eh, is it worth it? Like, yeah, not anymore. Right. So yeah, I, I miss all that. I would prefer to keep things, you know, in the physical form. Like mm-hmm. I still would order game. I still order games online occasionally uh, to get the disc, but Actually, my Call of Duty Ghost disc is taking a taking a poop on me. My PlayStation's starting to not recognize it. Oh, it's weird. getting pretty scary. Huh. That is weird. I wish, Daryl, that I had the Resident Evil 3. Like, that's one of the few games where it's like, oh, maybe I would want to have that on disc, you know, just for, like, collector's purposes, because the, the physical games I own are Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3, Dark Souls Remastered, Sekiro, and then Assassin's Creed and Black Ops 4. But mostly they're FromSoft games. And so, like, it's like a series that really, like, or a franchise and studio that, like, means a lot to me. So Resident Evil would be another one that I would throw in there. Like, unfortunately, Resident Evil 0 and HD Remaster that I have and Code Veronica, these older, like, games of theirs that they released are mostly digital. I think you can get, like, a collector's edition bundle or something. But I bought all those digitally, but... I don't know. That that's really it. it. The franchise would have to mean a lot to me, and even still, like, I'd rather just have the ease of getting it at 9 p.m. the night before on the digital marketplace. the The last midnight release I went to. This is a good question. What's the last like midnight release you guys went to or got? Was for me Resident Evil Seven. I went and picked it up from GameStop at a midnight release. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, th- I think mine was Call of Duty Black Ops. Holy shit. Years ago. Yeah, that was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, back when I was living in L.A. I remember those lines, man. Those were some long lines in the cold. Mm-hmm. It was fun, though. I don't know if I ever did any of those. Mine oh, might really? Have been like hey, Halo 2. I don't know. Yeah. I did a Halo 4 uh, like midnight release, too, and the line was like hundreds of people long. And it was, it's just so fun because like you're around people who are obviously huge fans. You're all talking about how excited you are. Um, those are good times. I mean, I don't pre-order games digitally anymore because there's just no point. 
<laughs> but my friend told me he pre-ordered the digital version of Mafia, the definitive edition, and he's been playing it this week. And I was just like, but why though? <laughs> because like, like you can just get it <laughs> the same exact time if you just don't pre-order it. I don't know. It's very strange to me. That is what it is. I think that was a pretty. Go ahead. I do want to add, you know, it is nice to have the physical copies because, like, people come over, or at least when I would go to people's houses, it was always nice to see, like, what games that person played. Nowadays, it's like, you won't know. It's like, dude, let me look at your library. Yeah. Yeah, what games do you play in your library? It's, it's just <laughs> nice to have that in front of you to, like, see the games, and then people could be, oh, you play that game? You know. It, yeah. it, it always it's a good it's a good way to open a conversation with with guests that you have. Yeah, that's a really good point, uh, and I do miss that as well. I mean, it speaks to sort of the larger trend of like couch co op being a dead exercise <laughs> as well. You know what I mean? Um, well, it's dead because they made it dead because they stopped putting it in games. Exactly, people yeah. would definitely still do it. Oh, I agree. And like it ruins the whole like I always loved like I kind of tried to start a game room in my house. I think didn't end up so well, but like. <laughs> I love that idea of like having yeah you know, a, a game room with all the games on the walls and oh yeah uh, you know I like watching Metal Jesus rocks on uh, on YouTube I don't know if you guys are fans but like uh, I've he not just seen moved it. into a new house and like it just like it's his basement is fucking fabulous oh I'm so jealous of people who have like full nerd out rooms I definitely want to have like a man cave like that where like ideally would you have like your desk. With, like, your nice equipment and stuff set up, but then, like, a big TV on the wall with, like, a couch behind you so that you can, like, switch the input to the big TV and then play couch co-op. And then you have, like, a mini fridge in there and shit like that, too. Like, that sounds awesome. So, one day. And a, and a CRT for, like, gun games and shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really kind of distraught because I can't find my original Xbox and all the games that I had for it, but I know it exists somewhere in either my house or my parents' house, but I haven't been or able to find it. House. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but there's, like, no way I would have sold it, right? So I'm just like, where the fuck is this thing? But I still have my original GameCube with, like, all my GameCube games, and I still have my Sega Saturn and my Sega Saturn games, which some of those are worth, like, hundreds of dollars each now, which is pretty crazy. So, yeah, at some point, that's life goals. Get a nice man cave gaming room and hook that shit up. Um, totally. Yeah. Well, that was that was good. That's a pretty robust discussion there, I think. Um, it brings us to the next segment of the the podcast. As always, we want to update you listeners, whether you're on SoundCloud or on iTunes now, on our trophy hunting progress. Oh, actually, fuck. Before I forget, I did want to call out for the physical games collecting. Um, I know Invisible Banana, you're really big on physical games collecting, and I think some circumstances like his make sense, where you have a circle of friends who are local that you like trade off and share games with. And that's pretty cool. That's another instance you, where maybe you would, would still do that. If you live in East Jibit. Jibit? Where's Jibit? If you live in East Jibit, then you kind of need physical games. That's true. Yeah. If your internet's shitty enough too that you can't. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, uh, and there's no judgment if you have bad internet, by the way. That's just unfortunate that it's still such a thing. But yeah, there's a, there's a place for it. So wanted to make sure I called that out, but yeah, let's get into sort of our trophy hunting progress and the games that we have been playing. Uh, who would like to speak to that first? It will not be me. I will tell you that. Or me. Okay, Daryl, it's you then. You've uh -huh. been volunteered. Sounds good. Um, been playing Friday the 13th. 
Yep. Ghost of Tsushima, you know. I think I mentioned Ghost of Tsushima last time. Mm-hmm. But I had to put those two games on pause because I kind of had a, a scare the other day. Someone in our Discord posted that the Mad Max online servers were going to go down. Mm. So I have dropped what I was doing and started playing Mad Max. And I have like 81% completion on that game. So not bad. Nice, I think nice. I have like seven trophies left. Oh, you're making luckily, progress. Yeah. Making some good progress. Luckily, I have an end game save that I can pick up and just get the rest of the trophies at. But, you know, in the trophy hunting world, things don't always work out so well. <laughs> uh, apparently, I have a glitch. No. I have a... Yeah. No. I have a glitch that is preventing me from getting two of the trophies. And uh, the trophies require you to build Archangels. These are like these super beefed up vehicles that you can have in the game. You have to win one race with each each Archangel and then win a race with Legendary Time with each Archangel. So, uh, for some reason, I can't access the garage from my menu. It's grayed out. And I can't build any Archangels now. That's weird. So, I'm not sure what happened. I guess... It's a common glitch that other players have experienced as well. Okay. There's no fix. So there's like another alternative was to maybe it has to do something with the patch. So I tried downloading it offline. Still no, you know, it wasn't working at all. So the other alternative was to start the game all over again. Holy shit. And that's what I'm currently doing. (laughs) <laughs> that is so frustrating. Like, how close were yeah. you to the end of the game when that happened? Or when you had to do this? Like, how, how much more did you have to go? Uh, I had already beaten the game, actually. Oh, okay. So, so you were in, like, I, the open-world cleanup phase. Yeah. So I had done everything, like, prior to beating the game. And those were, like, the only two that I had left towards the end. Just because I don't like the racing in that game at all. It's really garbage. Mm. So I left the... That for last, but I probably should have done it before beating the game. And uh, I'm paying for it now because now I have to play the damn game all over again. Oh, fucking a. Well, I guess yeah. that's a bummer. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. You have to play it all over again for that. But I have heard that. So the servers, the servers are shutting down, but there's really only two trophies tied to the server that you need to get before it shuts down. So and they're pretty early game. Like you get, it's like a couple hours in, you start getting people to go out and collect scrap for you, and then you just kind of sign in, uh, like every day and collect their scrap, and so mm. you can you can grind them kind of AFK somewhat. I get those two missables done done early, and then I guess it sounds like you right. still have to play through it for the missable or the one that got glitched for you, but at least that's not you know a part of the server shutdown. Hmm. Yeah, true. I think like the two challenges you're speaking of is like the scrap crew has to pick up 500, and then the last ones they have to pick up 2,000, which you know is not bad. I think you gave me the numbers the other day. I think it was like 14 days that mm-hmm. you have to like sign on in order to get those, or at least the 2,000 one. Yeah, I think it's like they get six but, uh, an hour or something like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But yeah, I've played a little bit these past few days. I like it. But I'm not enjoying the fact that I have to play it all over again because 
up to the task, which is one of the the gold trophies in the game. So you have to complete all non-repeating challenges. And what they mean by that is like you have to complete the ones that don't have, you know, you completed this X number of times. Those don't count, but there's like uh, like 200 something challenges, I believe. And you have to complete all of those. And basically I have to do everything I did all over again. Plus the races too, which is uh, a little infuriating, but that's a bad glitch. Do. Yeah, that's yeah. a bad glitch, dude. That's about as like that's about as bad as it gets. I mean, the the fucking one I had for Modern Warfare Two was pretty shit too, because it required like a full playthrough of the game multiple times. But at least that game is like five hours or something, you know. Like Mad Max yeah. is, I'm sure, much longer than that. But that was going to be my question: was that's a single player game, right? So. Why does the servers going down affect your ability to get the platinum in the game? There's no multiplayer trophies, right? So how does that work? I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not even sure why that is. Apparently, the scrap crew, I don't know. It's yeah. Really, yeah. Like, yeah, I really don't know why that's tied to the servers. I think it's because the scrap crew uh, functions while you're offline. Uh, which would indicate that there's a server running. I see. Okay. Them. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. But that I mean, yeah, I guess so you could weird. sit there and watch your game for like 14 day, 14 days straight. I don't know, but that that <laughs> would be my assumption is why it's important. Hmm. Don't tell me, man. I will do it. <laughs> I will sit here for 14 days. Leave it on. Have like a rubber band around the joystick, so it just like keeps your guy moving and shit. Huh? Yeah. Well, and it, but it is the game enjoyable though? I, otherwise, like I heard the game was good. It's fun, you know. Now that I'm playing it the second time, you know, I am enjoying it. It's kind of like easing the pain that I'm going through, just because you know I like it, but I really don't want to play it. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little pissed off that I didn't notice this when I had initially played it earlier this year because I was doing. What I'm doing now, like back in February and March, if I had noticed the glitch then, you know, playing it now, it wouldn't have been so bad because I've been like, well, I had some time to kind of like let this mull over. But now that I'm like a month away from the service closing and under the impression that I only had like seven more trophies left, it's like, oh, crap, now I have to play this old damn game over. Kind of sucks, but it is what it is. What was the name of that trophy you said that was glitched for you? Uh, it's the I don't know the name off the top of my head, but it's the ones that pertain to the Archangels. Oh, that's so weird. I'm looking at the PSM profiles for the game right now, right? And the, there are two um, trophies that are listed as buggy, but it's not either mm-hmm. of those. So it's so strange that they wouldn't call it out in the guide, first of all. And second of all, it says it's fucking 90 hours to get the Platinum in this game. That's bonkers, yeah. dude. 90 hours for this shit? For this game, really? 90 hours? <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's a big, fast desert, dude. Yeah, man, <laughs> man we, we gotta get away we gotta get away from this fucking idea in gaming that more time is more quality. Like, we just gotta get away from this shit, dude. This game should not be 90 hours. Like, you add up the entirety of the Mad Max canon in films and books and whatever else exists. It's probably like 24 hours, dude. You want to be playing 90 <laughs> hours in Mad Max? Are you kidding me right now? 
Holy yeah. shit. All right, anyway, that's enough of that, right? It is, it is yeah. five years old. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. So it's, a, I, it's of a different era. I had era. seen that, I was thinking, wow, 90 hours? That could be 90 hours towards Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. I was, like, super bummed. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I, I, think, I mean, that time alone, honestly, would turn... I, I don't think... Like, I would probably not play a game that was 90 hours to complete for the Platinum. Or at least I wouldn't go for the Platinum in that game. That that is a time limit or the amount of time that's like that's way too much for me. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, there was a. I'm pretty bummed that this happened because I just wasted five bucks. I wasn't in the At same situation was, that it was. <laughs> I was halfway done with it or whatever, and then I heard about like, oh, so you have to like log in every day, and I was like, yeah, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh yeah, and you can get to the end of the game, and one of them could be glitched anyways. I was like, yeah, no, definitely, that's good. It's going to be a no for me, dog. Man. That was that. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, Daryl. You know, it's, it's tough. Like, you oh. could treat it as, like, a game that you just play because it's good. It's, it's funny. We don't really do that anymore, I feel like. Like, it's, it's rare that I play a game anymore and I just, like, don't think about the trophies. But I think it's healthy to, every once in a while, re-examine that and to just say, like, you know what? Like fuck it like i'm just gonna, who cares like i'm just gonna play the game and beat the story because i like the story and i'm not gonna even worry about the trophies a little bit of a here a heresy here in the trophy hunting community but that's kind of how i approached my backlog the last week or so and we'll get to it later because eli wants you to go first but i think it's important to do and i just decided like you know what i'm gonna just play something that sounds fun and if i end up enjoying it and want to go for the trophies after I get into it, then that's great. But I'm not going to choose it because of the trophies. I wish I was that mature. <laughs> <laughs> not there. I'm not there yet. But anyway, sorry to cut you off, Daryl. So what else has been going on with Friday and um, a little bit of Ghost, though? Anything to add there? Uh, I think I popped one more trophy. I'm at 66% now. So... Getting a little closer to hundred percent, not not quite as much, but every trophy does count. And Hell yeah, Tsushima. Oh my gosh. It is such a fun game. I'm having a blast with it. Oh good. Mad Max totally ruined that for me because I'm I'm gonna need some like palate cleansers after this one for sure. Maybe like some another hundred hour palate cleansers for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my palate cleanser. Yeah, you're like, I need a palate cleanser. I'm gonna play Elder Scrolls online. <laughs> like fucking. Oh, That's yeah. my type. Oh man. But such a good game, man. So fun. I'm really happy to hear that. I've I've not heard a bad thing about that game from anybody who's played it. So. That's it is. that's really cool. Such a beautiful game. Like, it's almost like playing through a movie. Like, yeah, it's just cinematic, the whole experience. That's great. Super awesome. Um, at some point, this is getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but as we get towards the end of this calendar year, I would like to do an examination of all the first party Sony exclusives on the PlayStation 4 and sort of look at them and their trophy list and kind of do like a ranking because there's really not that many first party exclusives. There's probably like 20 of them total or something like that. So yeah, pretty, pretty cool. And I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying it. That's awesome. I still need to play that and want to play that, but again, I might just wait and play it on PS five. I'm undecided. Eli, what about you, man? What's been going on? 
Uh, Ghost. Of Tsushima? Ghost <laughs> of Call of Duty. There you go. Call of Duty Ghosts. Talk to me. How is it? Uh, it's pretty good. The twist got me. I had no idea what really happened at the end. I was just in some cage in the jungle. But I did enjoy the greater part of the game. Besides that, like, sickening flight mission and definitely not a fan of stealth. Mm, mm -hmm. And then the (laughs) the hardest trophy was the they look like ants trophy. Yep. Super annoying, dude. Had a terrible checkpoint right in the, like, it was impossible to get. Like, you had to restart the whole mission again. He was like, really? So it was in, like, the space mission. I guess this is, what, it's like five a seven-year-old game at this point yeah you're spoiling a game from 2013 so whatever (laughs) i don't know it doesn't really matter you're spoiling a call of duty campaign mission from 2013 no one even plays the campaigns no one cares let's go for for it so you're like in space fighting and then you like take control of odin which is like the thing that shoots the missiles down and so you're doing the strikes and you have to uh you have to destroy all like the um the ground units without hurting the allies and there's like three phases you go through in dropping dropping bombs and the, there's a checkpoint as the person like you know call duties well this one they talk to you during it and like tell you how you're doing and um with like vocal cues basically and mm-hmm. as the guy's telling you that vocal cue the checkpoint loads so like the checkpoint could load, and then it's like, oh, what did you do? You hit one of our guys. And then you're like, oh, restart <laughs> checkpoint, and it starts up again. Oh, you hit one of our guys. It's like, oh, my, this is ridiculous. Of course. Then I had yeah. to fight through space like seven times. Was, <laughs> oh, my God. And it is the lowest percent trophy on that list at 0.8%. Wow, it's that low? Holy shit, I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah. So that's the that's the hardest one, harder than... uh. What's the vet- on veteran yeah. and the piece of cake one as well. What's the veteran is, playthrough sitting at? Uh, one point something. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I have you know there were there were a lot of like one point something trophies in this game. Uh, the piece of cake is one point two, which is like an extra step in veteran, and then one point eight for the veteran playthrough. Okay. Yeah. But I thought it was weird. The platinum is at point three. Yeah. And. Like, there's a lot of these, like, one-point-somethings. Like, there's some there's some of the extinction mode, and there's the safeguard trophy, which was, like, I don't know, some other multi stupid multiplayer mode. It just seemed kind of weird. I know not all trophies lists are tied to, like, the platinums are tied to, like, one trophy, but it just seemed kind of weird that there was, like, all these 1%. And I guess it's part of, like, Call of Duty so big that like hello people play it so the those numbers get kind of kind of all skewed yeah but you would think that like the piece of cake trophy that's like 1.2 percent like 1.2 percent of people got that and 1.8 beat veteran like did those people just like they were just that good they didn't take damage during that part it doesn't make sense to me like mm. you definitely had to try for that yeah that's strange but, yeah i don't know Trying to, it's hard to figure out how many trophy hunters were playing that game because it's like all over the place. 
Yeah, it's not. I mean, I've seen other lists like that, too. I always wonder um, why the platinum is so low sometimes compared to, like you're saying, the other rarest trophy being, you know, significantly higher or whatever. I, I think the answer with Call of Duty is that you have people who enjoy particular aspects of those games. Mm-hmm. So you have people who will play the campaign like three times, but that's like all they do. You have people who just play multiplayer. And then you probably have people, especially with the Black Ops franchise, that really just love zombies. It's kind of crazy that like, 1.8% of people just beat it on veteran for fun. And 1.2 of them did that without getting, uh, taking damage of that certain spot. Yeah. Like there's that many good people are at that game. Yeah. Like for, only which for a game that big is really like 500,000 trophy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that is really weird. How are you finding veteran though? This is what I'm curious about because your first hard playthrough of a shooter campaign was with battlefield. And now you're coming over and you're playing COD on Veteran, which is a much different franchise. So how has that experience been? Uh, not so bad. It's uh, the some of the times it's a little frustrating, but it's really not. It's not like it's not like Bloodborne infuriating. It's just like what the f- out of nowhere I'm dead. Like sometimes I can take a couple hits. That's what's really getting me. Where it's like, oh, I can take this many hits, and then like. Uh, there's other times where it's just like i'm dead yeah like, what, the, what the fuck was that, that yeah that was less bullets than last time and now i'm dead like i don't that there doesn't seem to be any any math to it it's well it depends like on random. what gun you're getting hit by right like three bullets from this gun will kill you oh, on veteran but like two, like they really yeah. have that programmed in that the well they do they they do because damage they do because your damage will be different based on the guns and same within multiplayer so yeah unfortunately i think that's what's happening but um but yeah you're right it is i mean there's no way for you to know as the player right if you're like ducked behind cover somewhere and getting shot through a wall you don't know what fucking gun is hitting you through the wall there's no way right so yeah it is a bit difficult sometimes but i know that the ghost campaign on veteran is one of i don't want to say it's easy because it's certainly not easy but it is one of the easier in the franchise so i think that's a good one to start with for sure yeah, that's pretty funny. As I read like the list as they go on, like each one says like, "Oh, this is like one of the easier ones." Yep. And then like Advanced Warfare is like, "Oh, this is one of the easier ones." And mm-hmm. then Infinite Warfare is like, "Yeah, this is easier than the previous titles." Yeah. <laughs> like just as it goes up, that's like, <laughs> except Black Ops Three. But like uh, a lot of them, as you read it, they they seem to have been uh, kind of getting a little little more lenient with their difficulty. Yeah, I think they dumbed them down a lot really after like Modern Warfare One. You know, like even Modern mm. Warfare 2 was significantly easier for me than Modern Warfare 1. Yeah, after they blew up, that's when you sell out and start placating mm-hmm. to all the whole crowd, you know. It's too hard. I can't play it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, shut, like, shut, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, but, that's good. How close are you to getting the platinum? Like, what's your what's the what's the route here? Are you almost there? Yeah. So I got the piece of cake before we started this which is the one where you have to storm the common room nice that's that one i was talking about that's about halfway i think little no i have excuse me i that's a like level 11 out of 18 so i'm what two-thirds of the way i have seven levels to go oh yeah okay storm the common room uh, and kill everyone without taking damage on veteran nice mm -hmm. nice hey are you looking at lists already dude i'm looking at the feed i'm looking at the the trophy feed yeah (laughs) okay okay Uh that's a gold too nice Nice. Yeah, that gold. So I'm at 91 now, and then when I finish veteran, 
Perfect. It will be a wrap. It feels kind of weird, to be honest. Like, I don't know how to feel right now because, like, I haven't feel like I haven't stupid fall guys got in the way of my fucking whole life and world for a while that, like, mm-hmm. I forget what it's like to pop trophies and, like, pop a platinum and complete a game. Yep. So, kind of like bittersweet right now because I feel like I'm going to miss it, but I'm ready to move on to, uh, you know, yep. point and Rocket League. So, some good shit right there. And Rocket League, mm-hmm. I don't think will be difficult, like we said. So that'll be that'll be. I mean, like if you play it legitimately in multiplayer, like with us and stuff like that, it'll take you a while. But if you want to go in one day and just grind it out in custom games, I think you can do it too. It's whatever you want it to be, basically. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little not happy that it's so easy. <laughs> one because I'm not like, going to complain I have after my Fall Guys played out. So yeah. Like if I I'm gonna have to save one so it doesn't ruin my. <laughs> oh you, you can certainly save one dude. So, there's one trophy on that list uh, to win 10 games in a row so mm, just don't then, just just play normally online and you're not going to get that <laughs> so you know just wait and do that one in custom games mm-hmm. yeah um at least i doubt it i i've played rocket league before and i am you'll find out tonight that game is fucking hard dude i there's an esports league for rocket league like that's how competitive it can get the game is difficult. I don't understand. People are like, oh, it's so easy. Just pick up and play. It's so fun. I'm like, this, this game is hard, dude. This game is really hard. So, uh, yeah, we'll have some fun. <laughs> it should be good. Yeah, I think we've said a couple times tonight, but just to be clear, Saturdays yep. at 9 p.m. is when we get together. Yep. If you hop in the Discord, all the information's there. But Absolutely. And the priority goes to, obviously, playing with folks who are in the Discord who want to play with us um and if you're a listener otherwise and want to play uh encourage you to shoot us a message on psn but encourage you even more so to join the discord because we have lots of really awesome people in the community um we're small but i think everyone is is really an awesome person and seems like the discussions are really good so i would encourage you to check it out the link is in the soundcloud which you can access obviously on soundcloud or you can access via um itunes also we'll we'll point you towards the soundcloud so it's good or you can get to Discord through my Twitch. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You got a lot of options. Nartrade 13. Yup. <laughs> yeah, I was um, at work today. I heard the Discord audio going off. It went off like three times. So I was like, man, our Discord blowing up. Yep. And I look at my phone. There's no Discord notifications. Hmm. And I was having lunch at this time. And there was one other guy in the room. I was like, hey, you on Discord, man? It's like, yeah, you game? Mm-hmm. It's like, hell yeah, I game. Yep. Check us out, man. We got a Discord too. <laughs> nice. Like, All right. Cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah, we're getting people slowly trickling in, which is good. I've invited some of my league friends and some of my friends from Halo back in the day who still game on console and stuff like that. So um, it's going it's going quite well. So definitely check it out. Check it out. As, as for myself, uh, last couple episodes before this, I had talked about Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. I was successful in completing that on Master of Masters and earned the Platinum there. Um, so was pretty happy about that. The Platinum for that sits at a 0.8%. Actually, well, let me fact check myself live because it was a 0.8% when I earned the trophy. But that list again, dude? But it, it's my own list, Eli. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. I'm not going to cheat on the quiz. Okay, so now it's at a 1%. 1.0%. So coming up slightly, but for a licensed Cartoon Network slash Adult Swim game to sit at a 1% on the Platinum, pretty intense. So I was happy with that. 
And uh, I also got the Platinum and played Trover Saves the Universe, which is the um, VR... It's a VR-compatible game. You can play it not in VR, which is a question I got in the Discord, uh, by the creator of Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland. So it's a very simple story-based game where you one joystick controls the direction that you look, and you're just a character who's stuck in a chair. And the other joystick controls a avatar that walks around in the world for you. And so you rotate your character to like look towards the direction of the other character and then have them move around, et cetera, et cetera. There's like pretty basic puzzles, pretty basic um, combat and some collectibles and stuff like that. But really, it's sort of a really like fucking wackadoodle out there space epic by the creator of Rick and Morty. And it's hilarious. It's a lot of fun. It took me. One point like five playthroughs, I would say, because you can do chapter select at the end just to clean up any of the missables, of which there are very few. And the trophies are all pretty funny. The descriptions are really self-explanatory. You know, there's not many that if you just read the list that you'd be able to miss. And I laughed out loud playing that game more than I have playing a lot of other games um, ever, really. And I would really highly recommend it. I think the price is a bit high for what the length of the game is. I bought it for thirty dollars. And I finished it in probably 10 or 11 hours overall. So maybe wait for it to be on sale. But it's sitting at a 5.6% for the Platinum Trophy. So still low, considering that the next lowest trophy on the list is like 16% or something like that. So, oh no, there is one that's 8%. But it's like you said, Eli, like none of the trophies are as rare as the Platinum. So it's some sort of weird combination that's holding people back from getting it, right? I wanted to call out the one difficult trophy in that list, or at least time consuming, is you have to make a basket with a, like basically a little paper basketball. You have to make it into a trash can basket a hundred times in your spaceship. And every time you do it, the ball like respawns and the controls for that are a bit finicky and weird. So that one is probably the most time consuming, but you can just do that in between every level, go back to your ship and try to make some of the baskets and it works out really well. So that's two Platinums, and then I downloaded and got into, as I alluded to earlier, uh, a game that I just wanted to play for fun, which is so rare for us trophy hunters, because I heard that it was one of the greatest games of all time from so many different folks, and that is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. So that's part of the Castlevania Requiem collection on PS4, which you can buy for $20, I think, maybe even cheaper if you find it on sale. And it includes Castlevania Rondo of Blood and then Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which released originally in 1997 for the PlayStation 1. So I'm getting my retro game fix on. And the platinum for that combo, because you have to, the trophy list is for both games together, is 4.4%. So I've been really enjoying my time with that game. I'll have more to say about that once we get to the next episode, because I've just kind of started it this week. But it's really beautiful, great pixel artwork and great music. And um, it's just takes you back to sort of a simpler era with games. Like you don't really have to think too hard, even though the list is pretty involved. Like you just play the game and enjoy it. And it's a 2D action RPG, like side scrolling action RPG with monsters and werewolves and, you know, ghosts and stuff. And as we're coming into October, it seemed like a great game to pull from my backlog and uh, bring it up. So. That is what I have been playing. Awesome. What's your which was your you and uh which was your favorite out of those three? 
Out of the three, I would probably say Symphony of the Night is my favorite already. And I've only put in about five hours. I think Trover is really great. Like you might get just as much enjoyment out of watching a playthrough of that game than you would through playing it because it's really just about the dialogue and how funny the characters are and stuff like that. Um, and then Samurai Jack is really fun. I, I was ha- I'm happy I played that game, but again, I think it's a little pricey for what it is. So if you can find it for like 20 bucks or something, it's good. And then the, the hard difficulty on that game was not balanced super well. So it was much more difficult than I thought it would be. And it's going to take you some patience. But Symphony of the Night is like a pick up and play and just have fun. You know, like there's collectible things to miss and it is hard because it's an old game and older games just used to be harder. But it's really great. There's a reason that it's in a lot of people's top 10 games of all time. You said Trover price was kind of high. Trover was $30 and Samurai Jack was 40 And I think both mm. were high. I would say don't pay more than 20 for either of those games. Requiem, the collection is 15 or 20 and I think that is a fair price because you get two full games. So Trover's price is high. Do you have to be high to play that game? It sounds like it. No, I just I no, I just had some <laughs> beers and it was great. I was laughing my ass off after a few beers, so it was good you stuff. You saw the guy with faces in his eyes. And yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. It's fucking weird for sure. <laughs> trip without any drugs. So, yeah. Any other questions about Symphony of the Night or Trover or... Have you guys played Castlevania, by the way, ever? Do you guys play those games back in the day? No, I have not. No. No? Heard for... of them. Okay. I do have the... I wanted to try the, the God of War version. The Which one? What the hell is that called? Lords of Shadows or something? Hmm. In Castlevania, they tried, to, they, tried to, they tried to cash in on the God of War type, you know, the hack and slash oh, type deal yeah lord yeah okay do you have that on 360 oh yes sir nice yeah that's actually made by a spanish uh game studio which is pretty rare in general but um i heard it was not bad actually yeah and i think they gave away the second one on games with gold as well oh which i have my I, my brother's logged in on my xbox now so like i can download those games if i want that's cool but, um Daryl, you might actually enjoy them just because they're they're pretty difficult. Like they're known for being hard. Before you could like select difficulty settings in a game, obviously they were just hard. And uh, the old ones, right? Yeah, like the two D like side scrolling ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, they they did release a collection of quite a few of the old ones under the Castlevania collection, like the classics or whatever. For, I think twenty dollars. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't have a platinum trophy, which is a bit of a bummer. But you can still hundred percent it if you feel so inclined. I did download that as well for my backlog. So, yeah, I'll check it out. I'm always in the mood for some challenging games every now and then. Yeah, there's your palate cleanser, right? The two D. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And they're they're pretty <laughs> short. I mean, like. Well, I do want to complain about that because the PSN profiles trophy guide says that this game is a five out of 10 difficulty with three playthroughs and 15 hours. And I'm telling you right now, like unless you've played this game back in 1997 and you're like really familiar with it, there's no way that you're going to do it. Both of the games in 15 hours and you're probably going to do closer to five playthroughs all said and done than three. Yeah, I don't know. For this instance and a couple of the other ones that I've looked at for my trophy guides recently, I've felt like PSM Profiles has been really off. I feel like, I mean, they're experts. Like, that's their job. These, like, these people that put these guides up, like, that's what they do, probably. 
So they're just really good at trophy hunting. And I think they really dis- like distinctly prioritize trophies in the list and like do things in a really specific way that I think can detract from just playing the game and enjoying the game, you know, which ultimately at the end of the day, video games are fun, right? It's a hobby. Like you should have fun. You shouldn't stress out about like, I need to talk to this person in this order and then save and then go here and then make a separate save and then go here and then beat the game and then reload my save. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Just play the game. You know, you'll get the trophies. Chill out. Yeah, they do. They do make the guides for people that are specifically going for the trophies and want the fastest route Mm -hmm. route Mm -hmm. to them. Uh, But I always kind of thought power picks had like the most off guides, at least as far as difficulty went. Yeah, like he was the the cocky one. Like, ah, this is just this is just a six out of ten. No big (laughs) deal. Yeah. (laughs) it's <laughs> really like an eight or a nine or something but <laughs> they kind of all have their strong suits with different games and yeah we, yeah, we kind of answered that question on forget which episode that was our question for but yeah we, we've talked about our preferences there and i don't like i don't have a problem with the psm profiles writing their guides in that way because that's what people come to it for i just i more so feel like the uh the time to complete or whatever like at the top has been off for me um, it always takes me longer than they say it will. <laughs> Maybe I'm just bad at games, but that's my experience at least. Yeah, that about wraps it up. I'll have more to say about Symphony of the Night as we get into Spooktober, which is coming up here uh, in one week's time. We'll be in October already, which is crazy. So yeah, exciting stuff. You guys have anything else to add about the games that we're playing or anything like that? Okay. Sounds like no. So let's move on to the illustrious and the amazing, super competitive trophy hunting quiz. This week, Nar Shredder, or Eli, is going to be our quiz master, and he's ensured us that we will leave in a body bag, aka it's going to be really hard, and uh, we're going to wish that uh, we had not partook in the quiz. So I'm anxious to see what you got, my friend. Yeah, it shouldn't be that bad. Oh, good, because I didn't do that to you guys last week, okay? So no body bags, just the shallow grave. <laughs> <laughs> What's the count right now? It's a great question. It's a great so, question. So remember, Eli was in the lead. Yep, correct. Correct. I'm in the lead with seven point five. Yep. Daryl's uh, second place with five point five. Yep. And Colin, you're in third with five. Right. So not far off. But I'm gonna clarify though. I just I've done three rounds of asking questions. So after. Yeah, two more times. So after Eli goes and then you go, Daryl, we'll have the real score at the end of three rounds. Fuck you guys. All right, right. fuck you guys. I'm in the lead and this is my chance to not earn any points. So this will be be exciting week. This is where it's at right here. We got a we got an official rule spew here. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. So the official rules, the quiz master is going to read three trophy descriptions and that's that's Eli in this scenario. And uh, Daryl and I are going to attempt to, from that description, say the franchise that the trophy is from and then the specific game title that the trophy is from. Some of them may not. I'm not sure how Eli chose his questions. May not have a franchise. It might just be one game in the series, in which case, uh, you know, we're just going to get the full point or not. So that'll be interesting. But essentially then at the end, we're going to tally up our scores. We're going to go through... Read the description again, along with saying the answers. 
And uh, half a point is awarded if you get the franchise correct. Another half a point is awarded if you get the specific title correct for a total of three points per person per quiz. Possible. Possible points per person per quiz. All right. We ready? We are. We we ready. We ready. We ready. ready? Yeah. (laughs) We're ready. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. Let me get get my notepad open. Here we go. Do it. All right. All right. So. First trophy title is Butcher's Bill. Description, cut each limb from human enemies at least once. 15 seconds. All right. 10, 14, 13, 12, <laughs> 11. You said Butcher 10. Butcher Bill, right? Yeah, Butcher's Bill. Butcher's Bill. Yeah, I didn't, didn't set a timer. 9, 8. Three, twenty-seven. Uh, we do the answers at the end, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yep. All right. That was about fifteen seconds. You guys got something down? I do. It's not too bad. It's probably wrong, but let's go. <laughs> Daryl, ready for the next one? I got something. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. All right. Next next trophy title is Hero of the Day. The trophy description is. You've saved the world from a religious war. 15 seconds on the clock. The fuck? What? (laughs) What? Okay. (laughs) I mean, all right. (laughs) I mean, I got something down. I wrote something down. Oh, shit. I feel like I'm in that shallow grave right now. (laughs) <laughs> all right slowly having the dirt both so of the both of my answers are wrong so. <laughs> all right you ready for the third one fellas mm-hmm. all right third trophy title is karma kill an enemy by throwing a car door at them 15 seconds on the clock hey no list peeking dude I don't know. Colin always looks so sus. Dude. It's just me uh, typing in an open get open dad hat on, looking hella creepy and stuff. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Play too many games, Eli. Yeah, what Holy the fuck? Shit. Wait, was it called Karma? Was the name of it right? Not the description. Yeah. What was the description? Kill an enemy with a car door. Time is up. Sorry. What? I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. it's spelled with like a K too. What is it? What? It is kill, kill an enemy <laughs> by throwing a car door at them. Oh my god! Thank you. Are we ready? For the reveal here? Uh, sure. All right. I'm. All right. There's no. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is like on the level of like. Oh, the description for this trophy is earn all other trophies. The Eli's shit. Eli, okay? Eli with the, the hard hit, the hard game. hitters. You didn't even have to look at the description. All you had to do was scroll through my list. I don't know, Anyways. man. I don't know, dude. Um. All right. So, butcher's bill. Cut mm. each limb from. Human enemies at least once. Mm-hmm. Daryl, what you got? I said Killing Floor franchise, Killing Floor 2 title of the game. Colin? Based on Eli's laugh, that's not what it is, but that is exactly what I put as well. <laughs> killing Floor, <laughs> Killing Floor 2. <laughs> My laugh was for the franchise, but zero points. You're okay. Awarded to both. It what is, is it? Is it Iron Snout? <laughs> the Surge. Oh, we all played. Oh, whatever. You didn't even play it. 
<laughs> wait, wait, it's on his list though. What was the name of that trophy? What was it called? The B- butcher bill? bill. Damn it, dude. Oh wow. wow. I actually like almost like I got like eighty percent in that game or whatever. That's fucking frustrating. Yeah. Like it was. I get. I. Come on. Okay. All right. That's fair. Knock, All right. Knock me this, out the shovel and just bury me, man. This right. one may have not have been too fair, but it's still uh, on my list. So. <laughs> Colin, what? Oh, yeah, I should read it again. Yeah, let's I'm hear the question again. first before you throw me like that. Well, you got the All right, hero of the day. You've saved the world from a religious war. I thought you would get this. You're a religious major. Oh, sure. That's so descriptive. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, okay, fine. The franchise I said was Cat Quest, and the title was Cat Quest 1. Daryl? Oh. I didn't come up with one. That's a very yeah. honest answer. You could have just copied okay, me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was say, first game I, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of Hellblade. I don't know. That's the first oh, game that shit. came to mind. Oh, that's Senua oh. Sacrifice. Good one. Okay. Uh, I will say this is a, this was another platinum trophy. Uh, for <laughs> you picking plats as your fucking <laughs> holy moly, dude. dude. Call his reaction, dude. <laughs> I'm done, dude. I mean, I'm, this, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. This was for Adam's Ventures Origins. Adam's Ventures what? Origins. What is that game? No one's even <laughs> heard of that game before. <laughs> it's a Adam and Eve Origins. It's and it's a religious thing. I thought, you know. That was the oh, tough one. Was. I had to throw a tough one in there. Did you even it. play that game? It's on your list. <laughs> I platinumed it. What? Wow. All right. Just shows you don't I mean, know anything about me. It's Gosh. fair. It's fair, but like, <laughs> I'm not happy about it. It's fair, but I'm not happy. So <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's move on to go 0 for 3. What's the, give us the next one. <laughs> Fucking All right, bullshit. The last one was called Karma. Kill an enemy by throwing a car door at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daryl, mm-hmm. what'd you get? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Yeah, this one's gonna be killing floor. Watch, this one's gonna be. <laughs> like, <fuck it. laughs> I don't think you Darryl. can kill enemies with car doors. I don't think you oh, can either. Man. What'd you get? Oh, hey, I'm just gonna say what came to mind: the, the Division Two. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't kill people with car doors, but that's the only game I thought. That's of. so oh. funny that that came to my mind because I was like, "There's the trophy for like closing the car door." My first instinct was for Spider-Man, but I don't think that's right. So my guess was Lego for the franchise and Lego Marvel superheroes. I did it to you guys again. It's a big old oh donut. Oh my god! Shut them out. This, I think you Shut guys have out again. you guys have both platinum this game. I believe it is Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Oh my god! Oh my! Are you fucking? How fair was that? It's because, was you, you know, fair. god damn it. You get that in the very first level of the game. You can pull off a car door and use it as a shield and then you just throw it. <sighs> yeah, I was like this, man. I went too easy, I think. No, it just the I knew it. I should have not guessed Lego when it said kill. That would never be in a Lego description for a trophy. Kill an enemy. <laughs> this game's for like five year olds. <laughs> slaughter, well, like slaughter play, an enemy. Oh, it's Lego. It's got to be a Lego game. <laughs> you, Colin, you do have that platinum, right? Yeah, I got the platinum. Okay, I got the I platinum. I did start getting nervous. I was like, if they just click on that on my list, it's literally like the first trophy you see too. I was like, oh, they're gonna. Tell- that was my easy one. I know. I should have so got it. Butcher's Bill. 
The problem is that uh, kill, I know how much you like Killing Floor, and so I keep tr- <laughs> I keep trying to make Killing Floor fit in the trophy description. Yeah, everything, yeah. everything. I think everything is Killing Floor because I know nothing about the game. I've never looked at the list, and everything sounds like it could be Killing Floor. You know, <laughs> so yeah, I don't. That's true. I, yeah, I don't know. He's bound to throw us a Killing Floor question one day. Well, I got some I got some news for Eli. He's probably going to win this fucker. So, you know, uh, <laughs> we got Daryl's questions next week. But uh, in order for any changes to occur, I think I would need to get all the questions correct, and you would need to get none. So, unlikely. Indeed. All right, so give us the final scores, Eli, because they're not any different than when we started. <laughs> <laughs> the same as the beginning. Yeah. Zero right. points awarded tonight. Oh, oh yeah. Fellas. All right. Well, hey, they were fair. They were fair questions. You know, as long as you guys feel they were fair too. I, I feel like best. I feel like they were fair. I feel like they were fair. That's my own fault for not researching enough. So, and for not remembering, like the sur- I should have gotten the surge and the um, and the fucking Call of Duty one. I should have got both yeah. of those. So, uh, yeah. Either way, thank you, Eli, and hopefully you people playing at home had some fun. Didn't rip your hair out at some of the questions. Hopefully, someone at home got a point. Yeah, I, I know Invisible Banana probably got a point. Maybe Five Fire yeah. got a point too. They seem like they're on it. You know, Skrillis, Skrillis, you probably got one too. But fucking goddamn it, dude. Um, all right. Well, that was cool. Thank you. So next week we're gonna have, or a couple weeks from now we're gonna have uh, Daryl be the quiz master, and that is going to be the end of the trophy hunting quiz season one. Uh, I think we're still undecided if we're gonna bring back the same idea with some tweaks or if we want to do something different for our show moving forward but if you have any opinions um you know let us know in the discord let us know on the comments in soundcloud uh or on itunes what you guys want and we will take that into consideration moving forward cool so yeah or you can hit us any of us up so long wherever you wherever you end up finding us yep exactly and where can the people find you eli instagram twitter whichever your social media of choice is i'm narshara 13 1D, I should clarify. I have realized I haven't been clarifying that. That's uh, good. So it is spelled wrong, but that's why I have it everywhere. So I literally am that everywhere. Uh, Twitch. Uh, and what the hell else am I on? I'm on everything. Just search Narshire 13 with 1D. Oh, YouTube. That's yep. always fun. <laughs> yep. That's fun. Uh, so, yeah. Nice. There you go. Uh, if someone finds that second D, I would really appreciate it back. <laughs> Is there someone who yeah, has you, the you the two D's? You got what? <laughs> <laughs> you got two D's. You gotta go get that checked out, bro. Uh-huh. Yeah, bro. You gotta go well, get a physical. Your mama's or got the other one, you know. Oh, oh <laughs> shit, dude. We haven't yeah, even. Talk my mama Man, like that. dude, I've only had one beer. I'm starting to get fucking lit up in here now. <laughs> it's not even time for Rocket League yet, boys. You just get ready. Yeah. Um, Let's go. All right. Well, I uh, I don't have a whole lot of places you can find me, but you can find me. On uh, PSN at CK Present, you can find me on YouTube at CK Present. My Halo series has dropped off a bit in the last month, but I do still hold that I'm going to do the entire franchise playthrough, so it's coming. Thanks, Fall Guys. Uh, yeah, thank you, Fall Guys, and thank you, Work. <laughs> but um, I do have a lot of cool older videos on there, including full playthroughs of some games like The Evil Within and Dead Space and stuff like that. So if you're into survival horror, go check that out. And you can also find me on Twitch at CK Present. I'm not streaming, but you can find me there. And uh, that's a <laughs> that's that's about it. So Daryl, where can people find you at? Quish Instagram. You can find me at the Tall Samoan Guy. Hell yeah! Join the Slasher crew, right? 
Oh, yeah. With two T's. <laughs> All right. So that plugs our socials. Um, again, for the show, if you're listening on iTunes or on SoundCloud, thank you guys so much for your support. We really appreciate it. Um, if you are listening on iTunes, go ahead and leave us uh, a review. I would prefer if it was a positive review, but give your honest thoughts and go ahead and rate the podcast. It really gives us the opportunity to grow and to find new audiences. Um, and same thing on SoundCloud. Feel free to leave your comments or share with your friends and family if you think they're interested in the podcast. And yeah, thank you very much. Come join the Discord. We have a great time. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Yeah? <laughs>